Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our podcast called Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I'm hoping that you've been digging on our podcast. We've been trying to pump out episode after episode, keeping it nice and fresh, bringing you guys some cool information, some knowledge on a whole bunch of things. And we've been talking a lot about massage therapy lately, and I want to bring it to something a little bit deeper than massage therapy. And I've always wanted to sit down with um, a sports psychologist, and we are going to have a chance to do that very, very soon. But let me tell you where the whole thing came from. Well, first, I'm, I'm really into athletics. I'm into athletic conditioning. I'm into athletic training. I'm into therapy for athletes. And one thing that has always sat with me as a therapist is how fast athletes tend to recover from injuries that would knock the rest of us out. I mean, put us out for a very, very long time. And athletes tend to recover really, really fast from these things. And there's a whole bunch of variables involved. And okay, so some of these variables, one, there's a definite genetic component, right? So in order for you to even be a professional athlete and perform at such a high level, you have to have predisposing genetic factors that, you know, equip you to run fast, to jump high, to be able to throw hard, to have, you know, crazy hand-eye coordination. Uh, Not all that can come from training alone, right? It's a combination of having the predisposing genetic factors and putting that together with the best training and conditioning and then we end up with this awesome athletic performance. So that is definitely going to be one of the factors in why athletes tend to recover really fast. Like their bodies are just so fine-tuned. The neuromuscular systems fine-tuned. The physiological systems are fine-tuned. When it comes down to biomechanics and technique, it's fine-tuned. Okay, so that's that, that, that explains one part of why they might recover faster. Another part of why they might recover faster is obviously the therapy. The therapy for athletes tends to be really, really aggressive compared to, you know, what happens with you and I when we injure ourselves. We go to our doctor and the doctor writes us the referral, go see physio, and then we go to one of these physio places, right? The physiotherapy there is not really aggressive. and it, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be because along with aggressive types of therapy also comes the potential for regression and, you know, plateauing versus, you know, more conventional means, which is take your time. Let's take our time. Let's take our time. We don't want to regress versus athletes. There's always going to be this deadline because let's return to play as fast as possible. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Terrell Owens, football player, he fractured his, I can't remember where, I can't remember if it was his tibia or fibula. Anyway, he he had a fracture in his leg and he had torn ligaments in his ankle. And this was in December of 04. And he played in the Super Bowl two months later. So he went from injury to surgery to therapy to playing in the biggest game imaginable. And he played very fucking well. The time, the timing of which he went from 
again, injury to surgery to therapy in that two-month window to playing, it's the same amount of time if the majority of us were to have some sort of conventional physiotherapy. We would just be starting into full weight bearing, if at all. Because typically full weight bearing off of an injury like that would come probably about the three-month mark. And he went from being injured to full-on playing in two months. I mean, there's a lot to be said about the therapy. So these are two major components as to why athletes recover faster. But there's a third component that I think that doesn't get touched on. As a matter of fact, I believe, and it's just me, what do I know? I believe that this third component actually gets dismissed quite a bit. Let's understand what I'm saying. I'm going to slow this down. Athletes are a completely different being. Athletes have a certain motivation a certain mindset that is unlike anybody else. And along with that mindset comes the willingness to participate in areas or, or, or modes of treatment that are not fully proven, but do have you know this subjective feeling of reduced pain and therefore now improvement in performance or improvement in recovery. And I feel like a lot of therapists overlook this idea because, and I understand why, I'm not dismissing that research is not important and evidence-based practice is not important. It's very important. It should be the foundation of everything that you're doing as a therapist. But what I'm doing here is I'm using the athletes as an example of how certain modes of therapy that aren't necessarily proven 100%, which nothing really is, but aren't proven, or the majority of science in that field doesn't necessarily agree. But athletes take this on, and athletes tend to recover really, really fast. And I'll give you a quick example of what I'm talking about. There is a type of therapy, or eh, it's not really a type of therapy, but it's a therapeutic tool. It's called PRP. It's called platelet-rich plasma. And these are injections. And I'll give you just a basic idea of what it is. You withdraw blood, and then we want to separate the different components of blood. So you throw it in a centrifuge, which will separate um, the components of blood by density. And so we remove red blood cells, we remove white blood cells, and then we're really left with platelets and plasma. So there's our platelet-rich plasma that now gets injected directly into the damaged tissue. And this is supposed to speed up recovery because of the growth factor associated with the platelets. Anyway, so my point here is there are a large number of athletes that are very willing to do this type of injection, even though studies don't, you know, agree that it works on a physiological level. I mean, there are a lot of studies that say that this reduces pain and increases function, increases function ultimately because of reduction in pain, but pain is subjective. So, I mean, we're talking about someone measuring pain by doing a pain questionnaire type of thing. So this is subjective. That's the bottom line here. It's not necessarily rooted in 100% evidence-based practice, but if Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods 
you know, believe in this thing so heavily and do this on the regular. And there's a whole bunch of baseball players that do, a small number of football players, you know, a handful of basketball players and the odd tennis player or sprinter here and there that are involved in this mode of therapy for injury recovery. Well, if science is not saying that it does what it claims to do, I mean, it's it can't be, it hasn't been 100% proven. And the majority of the studies that actually say, you know, oh, it reduces pain or increases function, they go on to say there needs to be more studies about um, platelet-rich plasma injections. So it is somewhat experimental. But it doesn't stop these athletes from doing it. And it doesn't stop these athletes from recovering. Because the role of the mind is so heavy. Even if physiologically the platelets in the plasma are not really doing much with the growth factor and healing the area. But the athlete thinks so then the athlete has this subjective feeling of reduced pain. Then the athlete will now show an increase in function and capability and performance. So why are we so quick to dismiss some modes of therapy when you see it in front of your eyes with a particular patient or a group of patients that have positive subjective outcomes? So, for example, cupping. I was looking in one of these massage forum group things on Facebook or wherever, and someone got completely slammed for, for posting a cupping video. And I understand why she got slammed. She got slammed because I think the basic idea is that there were claims that were being made, that this is going to reduce scar tissue and everything else. And then everyone was like, well, you can't say it's going to reduce scar tissue because the evidence doesn't quite show it that way. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not a reason to dismiss cupping. Maybe her language wasn't the greatest, but everyone just jumped down her throat about it. And I'm thinking to myself, I've used cupping with many, many patients. I've used cupping with many different athletes. And subjectively, they say this is great. This They're ready to go perform and they feel better. And if that is the main ticket, then why would I take it out of the mix if it's showing such positive results? So again, I'm, and it's just me, this is me rambling, but I'm thinking these three different components to why athletes recover faster, right? They've got this genetic component to it. They have the ability to, they, their bodies are super fine tuned as part of their conditioning and the training, which is really based on their genetics for the most part. I mean, training will only get you so far. And if you don't have the genetic predisposition, as we talked about before, your training is only going to go so far and you're only going to go you're only going to excel so far and the last part is this whole part of the mind and i can't wait to sit down with our sports psychologist that we have coming in in, in the next couple days I, I i'm looking so forward to this because i really just want us to understand a little bit more how athletics gets it right sport has it right when it comes down to therapy when it comes down to rehabilitation sports got it going on i'm gonna leave it at that i want you guys to, hopefully this sits with you a little bit maybe it stirs it up on you and you completely disagree with everything i have to say and i would love to have a conversation with you about this so be sure to check out our 
podcast that's coming up really soon. We're sitting down with a sports psychologist in a couple days. And so that'll be on the mix for you guys very soon. Until then, my name is Mark. You've been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.